0: Many times, when I encounter someone who recognizes me as a Christian, their first question to me is, what church do you go to? This is their way of determining if I belong to the same denomination as they do. To us, denomination automatically indicates what beliefs you hold. For instance, if you're a Baptist, then it's likely that you believe in the Trinity. You go to church on Sunday, and you say some version of the finished prayer as the avenue of salvation. And some of you even believe in the baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. If you are apostolic or Pentecostal, then you understand the triune nature of God. You also worship on Sunday, but you believe in the baptism in Jesus' name and the receipt of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in tongues, as the plan of salvation, according to Acts 2.38. If you are, for example, Seventh-day Adventist, then you worship on Saturday, and the list goes on. Evangelical, Methodist, Lutheran, Church of God and Christ, and so forth. All of these various denominations differ from each other. And you are supposed to identify, and are supposed to identify you as adhering to a particular set of beliefs. However, do these denominations really define us? Shalom, everyone. Good evening and praise the Lord. This is Angel coming to you with the third episode of the No More Church podcast, The Root of All Evil. Growing up, there were clear lines of distinction between the varying beliefs of what was supposed to be Christianity, and never was any one denomination confused for another. However, in more recent years, an apostasy has begun to arise and has all but taken over the Christian world. This apostasy is the gospel of inclusion. This false gospel preaches that we should all unite as one in spite of what we believe, What this is saying inadvertently is that everyone is right and going to heaven anyhow. No, there is only one way to see God in peace. Strangely enough, the word denomination has only one other main application in today's society. That application is money. Money is divided into various denominations, as we all know. You have $1 bills, $5 bills, $10 bills, $50 bills, $100 bills, etc., now, would you ever classify denominations of money as being the same? Of course you wouldn't. I mean, for instance, I'll give you an example. Let's say one day you go into the bank and ask for change for a thousand dollar bill. You hand the teller a thousand dollar bill and she hands you back a one dollar bill. Now, you'd be confused and you'd think there was some type of mistake you in confusion and bewilderment, you, you explained to the teller that you gave her a thousand dollar bill and She is not giving you the correct amount of change. When you tell her this, she looks to you and she explains that all denominations are the same. The $1,000 bill is the same as the $1 bill. No one denomination of money is better or worth more than any other. Now you begin to panic and in frustration you explain that all denominations are not the same. The $1 bill she handed you cannot pay your bills. The $1,000 would. You insist that she give you the equivalent amount of money for the $1,000. Now, she begins to frown you in disappointment and tells you that you are being judgmental of the money. And she insists, politely but firmly, that you will not receive anything more than what she has given you because all denominations are the same. Now, does this situation seem a bit ludicrous to you? Of course it does. And it makes no more sense to apply that same logic to denominations of churches. Now imagine that the teller hands you monopoly money or currency from a toy cash register. You'd be incredulous, angry even. This is the equivalent of saying that one denomination of church is the same as another. The fact of the matter is that denominations in Christianity is wrong. But not for the reason the preachers of inclusion would have you believe. But for the simple fact that all Christians should teach and preach the same thing. There shouldn't be any denominations because there shouldn't be any varying beliefs. However, we cannot all unite unless we all believe the same thing. There is only one truth, one road to salvation. Yehoshua says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, there is no other way. In the word of God, on the day of Pentecost, the crowd asked Peter, What must we do to be saved? Note the word must. They were asking Peter what was required of them. So when Peter told them to repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, he wasn't giving them something they could do, but rather something that they must do if they wanted salvation. Trying to say that those who do not believe in the one true way of salvation are the same as those who do, is like trying to say a one dollar bill is the same as a million dollar bill, if there is such a thing. Sure, if you go to the dollar store with your one dollar bill, you can buy some candy that will give you a nice little sugar high and you'll feel great for a little while, but it's not life-changing. It won't even pay your bills. A false doctrine might make you feel good momentarily, but it won't save your soul. Denominations of churches was instigated by the building of churches. Before this, you were either saved according to the Apostles' Doctrine or you weren't. Christians were bred daily at each other's houses, and those who weren't saved weren't there. However, once the buildings were built, they became the physical presence of the assembly. They called that building the church, and it became widely recognized as the place, supposedly, where the body of believers were gathered. So if someone didn't agree with what was being preached at one building, they could just go and start another church. And they're still an assembly because they have a church, right? Wrong. This line of thinking led to division, and even worse, it led to the foundation of false assemblies which led people astray. People went to these other sects, and because they were in a church, they believed whatever was being preached. So now varying plans of salvation and ways of living could be preached under the banner of Christianity, but with varying denominations. The same way that all currency is called money, but with varying denominations. At first, I wondered why these two things seemingly so at first, I wondered why these two things, seemingly so very different, use the same classification. But think about it, doesn't it make sense that the enemy would use the currency of religion to traffic in the souls of men? Yes, the souls of men in revelation. It clearly states that the world system not only barters for earthly and materialistic pleasures, but they trade in the souls of men. Now some might say, oh, that refers to slavery, but it doesn't. In Revelation, slaves are listed separately. This literally refers to the currency of the everlasting part of a human being. The enemy's plan was to prevent as many souls as possible from being saved and cause them to reject Jehoshua either through omission or commission. The devil has constructed a system where from money, fame, and prestige, a preacher or pastor will lie to the members of their church. They will tell them whatever is necessary to get more members and more money. They will keep quiet about the evils of the world in order to continue to get their tax breaks. They will endorse a political candidate who is clearly lacking in moral values for a chance to be on their board or be a cabinet member they will withhold the true plan of salvation and lie to the members in order to placate the fleshly desires of the people and keep them bound in the building during the holocaust oscar schindler a german through valiant and heroic plans and efforts saved over one thousand jews but when the war was over he didn't celebrate he actually bemoaned the fact that he could have done more he looked at his possessions his clothes his car he said how many jews could have been saved if i sold my car my ring my coat how many more could i have saved he wondered unfortunately the church leaders of today have the opposite view they want to know how many souls they can trade for a new bmw a new mansion or a new private jet They have made a covenant with the enemy to trade denominations of religion for the souls of their members. This truly lends additional meaning to the scripture that states the love of money is the root of all evil. This is just another facet of why we need to come out of the church system. It is corrupt, and will corrupt those who are a part of it. Let us awaken to the call of the Savior and become part of the assembly, the body of Christ. Let him that hath an ear to hear Hear what the Spirit saith unto the church, unto the assembly. May God bless you and cause His face to shine upon you and give you peace. Shalom.